You are listening to the 1% Christian, the daily Bible study where we get together for 1% of our day. We study God's word and then we head out to the remaining 99% to do something amazing with this life that God's given us. I am Pastor J.D. Ambrosio with Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park, New York. I invite you to check us out at soh.com church while you're there download our mobile app we've got an awesome online community that you can stay in contact with all of our teachings a digital bible it's going to be an awesome resource in your pocket and if you're listening anywhere where you get your podcasts like share subscribe turn on your notifications don't miss anything and leave a five-star review an awesome awesome message on there so people can read and discover the the study here that we do each and every day. We are closing out Matthew chapter 13, and uh, I hope you have been enjoying the parables. Uh, I hope that uh, I've honored God in a way where you, you know, we've been able to study this together and uh, you begin to understand these stories with a hidden meaning. Well, we are at the end now of Matthew 13, so Jesus is done with this part of the parables. There's 23 parables in Matthew, and uh, we've covered about eight, I believe. Uh, And now Jesus heads home. (laughs) That's where we find ourselves at the end of uh, chapter 13. Very similar, in a sense, to the end of uh, chapter 12. If you remember at the end of chapter 12, uh, that Jesus is working hard out there. He's getting a lot of flack from the Pharisees, and he just sits down to have a meal. Next thing you know, crowd comes. And then some of the people that come are his mother and his brothers. And basically, as we read and paralleled in Mark chapter three, they're like, Jesus, you're crazy. You got to come with us. Get out of here. You're causing a lot of trouble. He doesn't go with them. And that's when he says, who is my mother and my brother, but them that do the will and the work of God, right? Uh, So Jesus sets a standard there. Then he heads out. He reads all the parables. He teaches all the parables that we have just read. And now he goes back to Nazareth. And I love these parts of the gospel because it shows the human element of, you know, of what we deal with, too. Because sometimes, I don't know if any of you can relate out there, the hardest people to deal with are the people that are closest to us. I know I'm probably getting amens out there uh, for sure. Uh, So Jesus now has to deal with his family, the people that uh, he grew up with. And he goes back to Nazareth. And you would think that his mother, his brothers, his cousins, you know, his neighbors, these are all people that are watching what he's doing and super, super happy uh, for him. Uh, not so much. And I think we can relate to that it, it just in a sense of, and I, I think it's the fact that, look, when you're close to somebody, you kind of see the worst parts of them, right? And now in, in the case of Jesus, obviously, they couldn't have seen much. The, you know, he never sinned once in his life. Uh, my family and neighbors uh, can certainly tell you a different story about me. But I'm sure they saw Jesus in some of the less spectacular times, you know, versus him, you know, raising the dead and uh, do, doing all the amazing things that he was doing. 
So we're going to get into scripture. I do want to, before we get started, at the time you're listening to this, it is uh, just starting with Thanksgiving. We at Sound of Heaven are doing our annual Thanksgiving drive. Last year, we were able to feed uh, more than 70 families. We partner with local uh, school districts. Um, We partner with the Department of Human Services in our town. Uh, Basically, through the pandemic, we were able to help them keep their uh, food pantry going. Uh, So if you want to get involved with that, go to soh.church backslash Thanksgiving. Okay, Uh, and I'll leave it at that. If you have any questions, you want to reach out to me personally, I am not hard to find. Okay, so let's read and close out Matthew chapter 13. And my brother Andy on the live stream said this week, the week goes too fast. It does. It does. So we're going to be in Matthew 13, starting with verse uh, 53. It says, when Jesus had finished these parables, he moved on from there. Coming to his hometown, he began teaching the people in their synagogue, and they were amazed. So you start reading it so far. Jesus goes home. He starts teaching, and they're amazed. They're they're initially like, wow. And look what they say here. Where did this man get his this wisdom and these miraculous powers? Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother's name Mary and his brothers James, Joseph, John, and Judas? Um, James, Joseph. Sorry, I'm going with the J's here. James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas. Aren't all his sisters with us? So we see here Jesus had a pretty big family, uh, which kind of negates the idea that, um, you know, Mary remained a virgin, right? That is in some church tradition. Uh, But anyway, uh, it says, where then did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. So they look at Jesus. They're hearing what he has to say. And they at first are like, wow, look at this guy. Look at where this guy came from. What's going on? And then they start to recall the Jesus that they knew, the Jesus that they knew growing, you know, growing up. And they actually take offense. And many of us have have probably dealt with this, right? You're trying to make life changes. uh, You're trying to move for the better. And the people that you would think are the biggest, should be your biggest cheerleaders. Sometimes they are not. And there's a lot of reasons for this. And I think as you draw closer to God, uh, you can really realize, and I love the fact that Jesus went through it too. Uh, and to me, that is uh, helpful. Uh, don't get me wrong. I have you know, family members that are very, very, uh, very, very supportive. Um, but I, I do remember when I had first you know, given my life to God, that you know, it was remi- I was reminded that, hey, you know, you grew up in the Catholic Church. You grew up in and in, in you know this way. And and uh, you know, it sometimes it's hard for people to wrap their head around, especially when they've seen you at their worst. You know, those who um, struggle with addiction and then and then bounce back. Sometimes there is you know certain levels of trust that needs to be established. And the key is for you and for me, as we pursue God with everything that we have, is that we don't live up or down to the to what the expectations of others are. This is why it's so important that we make it about us and God first, right? Because if nobody in your life 
accepted what God had for you, would you still pursue it? Or would you cave into what their expectation was? Remember back at the end of Matthew chapter 12, when uh, Jesus's family is trying to pull him away, uh, you know, probably out of love, thinking you're going to get yourself hurt. You're insulting these chief priests. You're going around. You're causing a lot of issues. Come on, just come back. Be a carpenter. Come back to the status quo. They're more comfortable with that. And sometimes your change stretches them because you have to be the one to go out and do it first, right? And because you do it first, it stretches everybody around you, especially the people closest to you, because it kind of nudges them toward changes that they may need to make as well, right? They say birds of a feather flock together. Chances are, if there's areas of your life that you have to change for the better, sometimes the people around you, it's the same thing. I have my buddies that I grew up with, um, and they still don't really get the fact that I'm in ministry. As a matter of fact, you know, I've had people, you know, make jokes about it. You know, you of all people, um, I'll say, you know, with this, even with this podcast, you know, some of the people that are closest to me, you would think that I get, a, they'd be the ones out there sharing this. And I'm not throwing shade at anybody. I promise you I'm not, I'm not mad at anybody or anything like that. But what's been amazing to me is like people I went to school with that I was never really like close or tight with, those are the ones that are like, I'm loving this. I'm sharing this. This is changing my life. And then the ones, you know, maybe that you, you would think that are around, not just family, but people that, you know, just in the neighborhood, um, you know, not so much. And that's okay because I don't do this for me. I don't do this for you. I do this for God. And I've often said to Johnny, if you know around Sound of Heaven, when you're in ministry, one of the craziest things is, is that you could pour your life into other people and those people are going to do what they do. That was one of the kind of biggest shocks over the last you know, 15 years or so is you know how people can kind of turn on a dime for you. But again, it happened to Jesus too, right? Um, and what Johnny always says that I absolutely appreciate, he goes, well, you know, I didn't do it for them anyway. I did it for God. And you can never go wrong doing it for God. And just understanding that the approval of those closest to you is not required for you to pursue and obtain everything that God has for your life. Now, I will say, because I have tremendous testimonies in my own family, I don't want this to be misconstrued because I have a, a supportive family in a lot of ways. Um, but family and friends, I have tremendous testimonies of people that saw the change in me and made the decision to follow Jesus. And that is tremendous. I had to do it first. That was a part of my calling is for me to do it first. So be willing to do it first. And Jesus kind of sums it up here as we close out. It says, but Jesus said to them, Right, because they're all thinking about what this carpenter, Mary's son, all, all you know, part of this family in Nazareth of all places. He says a prophet is not without honor in his own town, and in his own home, and he did not do any miracles there because of their lack of faith. So their lack of faith, basically, you know, deprived that region temporarily 
of a lot of the miracles that Jesus would perform. And you say, you might ask yourself, well, why didn't Jesus just do it anyway? Come on. You know, what about the grace? What about, you know, what about the, the generosity? But you have to understand something. Jesus was not there to perform for them. Okay. He was not there. What did he tell the disciples to do? Go to a house, bring your peace to that house. If you are rejected, take your peace with you, wipe the dust off of your feet. Okay. And that could be temporary. The, the, the disciples could have left the house and then, you know, a couple months, a couple years later, somebody else comes to that house and it was just time. I can't tell you how many times I've poured into people, poured into people. And then next thing you know, they meet somebody and that person leads them to the Lord. I'm not mad about that. I have to believe that I sowed some seed there. So you just have to go forward and remember the, the walk is between you and God. Don't live up to other people's expectations. And certainly don't feel like you have to overperform for people. You don't have to prove anything to anybody. This is why I love, and I'll bring this up because it's interesting. And we're nearing our 1%. I'll close out here. My son, every Friday night, he does, he does bowling. He's part of a bowling league. And he's a brand new bowler, right? He's getting better. But let's just say we're not getting any phone calls from scouts yet, okay? So what I love about bowling, which I've just kind of recently discovered, especially a league like this, is basically here's how it works. And you, you bowlers out there may know, um, but you have an average, right? You have an average. It's your average score. And then you play against a team. They have their average score individually. So there's something called a handicap in between, right? So basically a handicap is where it's, it's the gap between your average and their average, and they it basically evens it up. But the cool thing about that scoring system is, is every week, it's not you versus them. It's you versus you. Does that make sense? It's you versus you. If you just approach today with the concept of it's really me versus me, can I be better than I was yesterday? And God will help you to do that. That is a very healthy way to approach your life. Other, otherwise, right, we blame other people. We blame their strengths. We blame their weaknesses. We blame this. We blame that. Well, when you come to realize that God supplies all your needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus, that with him all things are possible, and that the only thing that can hold you back is either going against his will or your own mindset that limits you, what else is there? Play the game of life against yourself today. Don't worry about what other people think about your walk. I mean, don't get me wrong. Other people's perceptions, it's good to pay attention to those to some degree because, you know, sometimes we could be a little blind, but that's why you surround yourself with people that you trust. But don't rely on them more than you rely on God. Don't walk for them more than you walk for God. And I promise you, at the on a long enough time frame, many people are going to see the change that God is, is doing in you, and it's going to inspire them. And that's going to be a way that you change this world. You're going to have to do it first. You're going to have to do it for God, 
And ultimately, you're going to have to do it for you and God together. I hope that makes sense. All right? So don't worry about it. If the people closest to you are giving you a hard time, uh, it happened to Jesus too. So anything that's good enough for Jesus is good enough for, good enough for me. I pick up my cross and walk. Amen. I love you guys. Let's pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I just pray that everybody within the sound of my voice just be filled with the confidence of knowing that you are with them. Even if the whole world was against them, Lord God, that you are with them today. And because that is true, that nothing is impossible for us. Help us to go out, be the light, walk our own walk, and we pray that we live a life that impacts others as well. In Jesus' mighty name. I'm Pastor J.D. Ambrosio, Sound of Heaven Church, Deer Park, New York. Check us out, soh.church, listening to the 1% Christian, 100 starts with one. Go out, walk your walk, and do something for Christ's sake. Love you. Have a great day.